This is episode 106 of the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and I'm here with my co-host, Mindy Carney. Hello, good morning. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> not good morning. No? Good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why not a good morning? Well, because maybe someone's not listening to this in the morning. Okay. Well, sometimes I think we record like nobody else is listening, so it could be good morning, right? <laughs> it could be. That's right. Yeah, just good morning to me. Good day. And good day to you too. Mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, so here we are, episode 106. We're going to jump straight into yeah. news and follow-up. Okay. And some interesting things here, I think. Yeah. It's a real mixed bag, but um, Google Docs has a couple of new things uh, that have been released mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. or at least since the last time we podcasted. Yep. And they're kind of hidden, so if you haven't seen them, then nobody will blame you. But uh, there's table templates. Have okay. you seen those? I have. Well, I've seen the drop down. I haven't seen what it does yet, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. we, we could do it live here in our show notes talk yeah. if you want, I guess. Sure. But you go up to insert and then table, and then there's something called table templates. Mm-hmm. Um, right above where you would normally draw your, your table outline. Right. but. Uh, they got things like a product roadmap, a review tracker, project assets, and a launch content tracker. I mean, these all sound kind of businessy, but I yeah. guess you can change the headings to be, you know, whatever you want. So I'm putting a project tracker one here. And the mm-hmm. interesting thing about that one is it lets you choose um, a file to add. Okay. Like a recent file. And then you can have a description. And then the last column is the status column, mm-hmm. which also includes another new update, which is those drop downs. I know. Which are nice. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You can have a little project management thing where mm-hmm. you could say, you know, not started, in progress, under right. review, or approved. And you can go in and you can edit any of those options in there so that the drop downs can be whatever you want. So. I've seen teachers think about using those as like, you know, like rubric tags. Sure. So you could go through and, you know, just say beginning or approaching or exceeds. Yeah. But there's a really nice uh, example from our friend of the show, Eric Kurtz. Right. He did a closed procedure example with drop downs. So we talked about that with, you know, Tony Vincent in the Mm -hmm. iTech session about blanking things out, but I'll link to his uh, blog post, but basically he went through and he uh, replaced a word with a drop down and he put like, you know, vocabulary bank of like eight words on there and you have to choose the one you think best fits the sentence. Interesting. So it's a good idea. Yeah. I can see there's going to be all kinds of interesting creative ways to use those. Yeah. Google hasn't thought about yet. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, so I inserted just a drop down with you and I's name and that list of news and follow up stuff. Oh, so I you see. could just like assign tasks right in there, right next to it. Except it doesn't, it's just in that one spot. So the table makes more sense. But I don't know. It's an interesting mm-hmm. thing to kind of play with. Yeah, you just need, you can go to insert and then oh. is it building blocks and then. I just did insert no. and then drop down. It's above where building blocks is at. It is insert yeah. and drop down, but you can also do the at drop down. Oh sure. And and get is one that, that like drop down dot new? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so cool. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, what else have we got here? Oh, Google Docs. Uh, 
that you can draft an email inside of Google Docs. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I've done that before. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to talk more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, the nice thing, I, when I first saw this, like, drafting an email in Google Docs, I'm like, well, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Why in the world? Why would you use this, right? But we, um, one of the teams that I'm on, we had to um, draft an email. And so instead of one person drafting that email, we started that email within Google Docs. And then we could all like tweak and add and see what was actually read as opposed yeah. to, cause in an email, otherwise you don't, it's just like a one person job, but this was an email that was maybe a little bit more important and needed all of our eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so then you just copy and paste it. Nope. Then you just can actually send it straight from Google Docs. So yeah, there's a little yeah. button, like a, yeah. a Gmail icon or something yeah, right. that you click on. Yeah, and it takes it straight into an email for you, and off it goes. Yeah, I think if maybe like you're part of the fourth grade team of teachers yeah. or something, yeah. and you wanted to send an email home about something all the fourth graders were going to yeah. be doing, you could all collaborate and make sure that it was on the same page. And yeah. Then yeah, send it. Well, and I know that my um, sixth grader, I think at the beginning of his school year, they had to draft an email to maybe the principal or something like that. And I kind of thought, oh, that would have been a, a spot for that to work too. So as a teacher, if I wanted to kind of provide some feedback before that email was sent off, as opposed to just seeing the finished product of it, mm-hmm. um, it have, might have been a way for them to, you know, just instead of just sending it off and being like, oh, but you missed this and you should have done this. And I mean, by then it's too late, right? So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting when I, one of those things I didn't really think had a lot of purpose. And in certain instances, I think it's great. So that is under insert building blocks, email draft. Mm-hmm. But you could also do I feel like email that draft. building blocks is new though, right? I don't think it used to be there. I think you could just email draft from the insert button, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, there, there's a lot of new like menu functions yeah. up there that are different. They've all got well, little yeah. icons next to them that they yeah. didn't all used to have. Mm. Um, so, mm. and did you notice that the mm. add-ons menu is now called extensions? No, I did not. So, hmm. yeah, add-ons okay. are now extensions, and you click on extensions to see your add-ons. Click on extensions now to see your add-ons. So this is a very Google oh, thing. Google's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Um, I put a link into something I thought was interesting. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Google I.O. was recently. And um, they had like some preview of upcoming technologies that okay. they had coming out. Mm-hmm. One of them was the resurrected Google Glass. <laughs> Do you remember Stop Google it. Glass? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Um, it I'm was serious. before its time. Google Glass was just before its time. I think it was. Yeah, yeah probably. But... They've relaunched it this time, and the way they're pitching it is using some existing technology that they have, okay. you know, with that, like, live translation features that yeah. you can get inside of Google Meet. Sure. So now what you do, you put on the glasses, mm-hmm. somebody talks to you in a foreign language, and you see subtitles in your home language appear on the lens in front of you, so that you automatically get live translations of somebody speaking to you in a language you yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Be great for traveling. As long as they're be. cute. Were they cute? Yeah. Have you seen a picture of them? Are they cute? Um, they look like <laughs> regular glasses, I guess. So, um, they're they're yeah. not out yet, but I just thought that was a really yeah. interesting use of like augmented reality. Yeah. Like I so. like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. So, I don't um, know. Oh, no. 
What's next? Let's switch from augmented reality to virtual reality. Okay. Because you can now create VR tours inside Expeditions Pro. Yeah. It used to be very much just a teacher-led tour thing, but now they are opening it up and doing something similar to, I'm going to never forget what this was called, but the Google... Tour Creator. Tour Creator. I almost called it Tour Builder. I think it's Tour Creator. I don't know. Right? It, it's nothing now. It's but. not. It doesn't exist. So it doesn't, we can call it whatever we want. <laughs> whatever that Graveyard. Google thing was. Yeah. Tour Graveyard. Um, yeah. They are letting you do something similar to that with putting together 360 images yeah. and uh, having tours that you created yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we did have a teacher recently that was trying this out and said, I didn't really find any relevant tours for me. Yeah. Uh, it was an art teacher, I think. Yeah. So um, this would be a way that you could maybe... Find some more relevant tours because you make your own. Yeah. So, does Google Arts and Culture still have that toury stuff in it? Do you remember yes. when it used to? It does still have that in it. Expeditions did go there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think all of them necessarily yeah. went there. It just maybe the ones that fit best with arts and culture. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next on the list because we got we got quite the list yeah, here. Yeah. Keep, so keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, this is one I saw recently. Uh, Wakelet and Moat are joining forces. Did they you see are. that one? No, I did not see this. So I saw a tweet from Wakelet that said, we're so excited to share that you can now embed your Moat voice notes into Wakelet collections. You can share your voice inside Wakelet collections to save time, boost engagement, and connect with your community. So okay. I didn't back know how up, you felt about that. Back up the bus for a hot minute. Uh-huh. So, but it's different than the Flipgrid integration. Mm-hmm. Because Moat would just be about the things that are added into the collection, whereas Flipgrid is part of the collection. You know what I mean? Like you can create in Flipgrid to make it part of the collection, but Moat would just be like adding a voice note about something in the collection. So you record your voice note. I'm looking at the uh, little image they have here. Yeah. Which you can do with the extension. Right. And then you just paste a link in, like you would paste a link to a website yeah, or something Yeah, but not in into the Wakelet. Yes, yes, into the Wakelet. And yes. it just shows up And it up comes there. up with a big play button on it that you click okay. play and you can hear the voice note. Hmm. So. That will be interesting. So anyone can add a voice note to the Wakelet? With Moat? With Moat? I guess. Oh. Yeah. So you could do like student responses of some sort. That's a lot of student responses. I will be interested to see <laughs> this in action. I don't think they're they're intending it to be like a Flipgrid where, right. you know, you respond with Moat. But, I mean, it could be. I think it's just if you want to have a variety of media with video and audio mm-hmm. and images and websites and Amen. things like yep. that. Sounds great. All right. Good, good. Okay. All Mind, right. Mindy gives a thumbs up. Well. I give it a side thumb. <laughs> Let's okay. see how this uh, pans out. TBD. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, second last thing we have here on our news and updates is just bro- oh, yeah. breaking news breaking yesterday. Breaking news, yeah. Uh, Desmos is joining forces with Amplify. Okay. Are I don't you know familiar what this means. No, with so Amplify? I started looking at this stuff and I'm like, I don't know that I know what Amplify is. So what, yeah, tell me more. I don't, don't I'm not know more? <laughs> super familiar with Amplify. They're okay. kind of like an online curriculum type right. platform. Okay. And they're just adding some tools to their stable of uh, resources, I guess, now. But mm-hmm. I guess the important thing here is it says, for our community of teachers, learners, mathematicians, and creators, we're continuing to support all our existing products 
and everything that is free will remain free now and always. But we won't add anything free from here on out. Do you still say that? <laughs> Was that, on is that? that no? Does that yeah, is that no. what that means? So I Maybe. do know. I mean, what I'm assuming. I mean, I knew that Desmos was working on curriculum, mm-hmm. um, and I know that their I think their middle school math curriculum was in beta. So I kind of wonder, and I didn't really pay much attention to like what company it was or what. So I'm wondering if that's this. But yeah, when I saw in bold, everything that is free will remain free now and always. I just thought, hmm, what does that mean going forward, though? So yeah, the math curriculum part is going to be rolled into Amplify's um, right, and that was a paid service, and mm-hmm. it was. I mean, and that's fine. I get that, but I yeah, and I did see that um, the. Uh, what do they call it? Do they call it library or act- activity, builder activity builder? Is still yeah. like its own. It's like a separate entity of sorts. I There's mean, you're still going to have that for free. Yeah. 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 So. So there you go. I don't know if we're going to see any. It doesn't sound like it's going to cause too many ripples. But, no, right. Um, that's always a good thing. Yes, right. Uh, and last but not least is Omindy. Oh, yeah. I added something that I just happened to see yesterday, which I I um, am completely honest. I have not been keeping up on the Seesaw stuff much uh, recently. But I saw that now there is a library button that's been added to kind of the home screen of Seesaw. So it used to be that you had to go in um, to get into the library. And it took like two, maybe three clicks to actually get into the library, which is dumb. Okay. So now they've added a library button to the home screen in Seesaw so you can access it quickly. So if you didn't know that was there, you're probably done. Fingers crossed, you're almost done. <laughs> For all of you teachers out there, hopefully you're you know, coming to the end of adding uh, activities to Seesaw. But for next year, um, I was like, oh, that's a long time coming. Do you yeah. want to talk about the email no. you got from yes. Seesaw? No. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Uh, no, this is kind of a funny story because, okay, um, so within the team, we've always like joked about um, I, I wanted to be a Seesaw ambassador before Seesaw ambassadors even existed. Was that right? We talked about yes, this on the podcast right? way back when. So, yeah. My first year, um, they the team 3D printed me a Seesaw ambassador, like, you know, plastic chunk what or whatever. the team? Yeah. That was me. That was you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not the team, okay. you. Thank you for yeah. that. Um, so anyway, I get this email yesterday from Seesaw that was like, you're one of Iowa's first Seesaw certified educators. We'd love you for you to head up, uh, meet up. And I was like, what? No. So I sent uh, it off to the team thinking that that was kind of funny because we'd always made a joke about, um, Seesaw and what a big advocate I've always been for it. And so that was kind of a, um, funny email that I God, because it's like, oh, yeah, look at me. Top of your field, <laughs> Top right? Top of my field, is right. <laughs> All right, so up next, surf to you, piping hot. Our main course today is wrapping it up. Wrapping up, because wrapping you, up. you just said it. It's yeah. getting towards the end yeah. of the school year, and yes. people are... Hopefully not creating too many brand new activities in CISO and stuff like that. Maybe you are. God bless you if you are. But they're starting to think about winding things up. Yeah, sure. In the world of ed tech, there's definitely uh, some things you can do to help wind things up properly. So we thought we'd go over some of those. Yep. We're not going to be able to cover everything. I don't think so. But we'll probably cover some of the main platforms that, that our teachers are using. Yeah. 
So we're going to start with Google Classroom? Yeah, start with Google Classroom. Yeah. Um, Eric Kurtz has got a really good blog post mm-hmm. out there. We should, yeah. He should have his own podcast, I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> just he talk does, about his blog he? posts. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah. Instead of us. Yeah, instead of yeah. us just re- rehashing <laughs> read, all his yeah, work. We'll just read his blog post to you aloud. <laughs> so get comfortable. <laughs> Uh, Google Classroom, end of the year things that you can do with Google Classroom, a yep. quick summary, um, but we will link to his blog post. Mm-hmm. Return all student work. Yep. Okay. I feel like most people are probably in the habit of returning all student work. I would work, think so but, too, yeah. You know, if you're going back and forward on like drafts of things mm-hmm. and things like that, then let's get those sent back to students. Yep. Um, unenroll students from old classes. Yeah. He said, this is optional, but it stops students from accessing any materials you don't want them to share with another class, which I thought was clever. Yeah, right. Because uh, you might just, you know, archive a class or whatever, but students will still be able to access all the assignments, all Mm -hmm. the study guides, all the quiz answers and everything. Yeah. Archive the class. Yeah. Um, Not deleting it. Right. So you can still go back and, you know, duplicate posts and yeah. assignments to your mm-hmm. new class. Yep. So just to know the difference between archiving and, and deleting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this next one's a good one. You think so? Yes. <laughs> I think it is too. Because every time I demo Google Classroom <laughs> and I'm like, where did this where come from? Where are all these calendars? <laughs> so hide or delete old Google calendars that you do not need. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they just show up on the yeah. side of your My Calendars thing, yeah. Google Calendar, and suddenly you've got all kinds of stuff on there that you don't probably need. Right. Um, archive the classroom folder inside of Google Drive. So maybe create a folder inside of um, the classroom folder. Mm-hmm. Call it Archive. Oh, that's a good idea. And then drag your old, old classrooms folder. in there because... Yep. That fills up quickly, you know, especially yeah. if you're a middle high school teacher with lots of sections of classes year after year, yeah. your classroom folder gets huge. And, yeah. and maybe you don't go to your classroom folder very much. I know not everybody does, yeah, really. Don't you don't need don't to, yeah. but if you wanted to go back, maybe, I know there's teachers that go in there for like conferences and stuff, sure. and they'll pull up examples of student yeah. work and things. Yep. But um, yeah, maybe just tidy up that classroom folder a little bit too. Yeah. And then last but not least, he said, uh, remove shared assignments from shared with me. No. No? Don't go into your shared with me. People, don't (laughs) go in there. Yeah? Don't go in there. Okay. It's like a wasteland of sorrow and regret. Don't go in there. You will get lost and never come out. A wasteland of sorrow and regret. (laughs) Don't go in there. I'm serious. Just let your shared with me become what it is because if you get in there you're you start looking at stuff and you're like i don't even know what this thing is what is and then you start cleaning it up and it's a waste of your time if you're going to take that time clean out your actual drive leave shared with me for the hyenas it's going to be fine (laughs) i don't think that's bad (laughs) advice at all really whenever i talk to people about organizing google drive they always say well what about shared Shared with with me me. and you say well what about it (laughs) leave it alone (laughs) i mean it's really just a filter for right. some of the files that you yes. have in your drive and yeah. nothing more nothing less you can't organize it no so <laughs> maybe yeah why bother right yeah but eric thank you for your thoughts okay on that one <laughs> any other tips on google classroom you'd have for winding that up um i don't i don't think so i don't think so i think that's i think that hits it the only the other thing i'm wondering though is because you can copy classes hmm 
if there's something to think about at the end of your school year as far as if you're going to duplicate that class. Is there anything to think about with that? I don't know. Because when you copy the class, it doesn't copy over the it students. It doesn't copy student no. work. It just copies assignments and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know if there's anything to think about doing now as opposed to when you're starting the school year and you're like, oh, now I have to go back and look at some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Well, just be careful not to delete stuff. Yeah, I think, don't delete it. Right. You need it later. Yeah, right. All right. So we move on to Seesaw. Sure. Um, so... Uh, seesaw. Mm-hmm. Once again, you're have you heard not. Of seesaw? Yeah, I have heard of seesaw. <laughs> um, one thing I would say once again is that you should certainly not delete any of your classes. Um, and seesaw, I feel like they like stomp this into the ground. Like, do not delete your classes. You want to archive them as well. But I think a lot of schools now are. Uh, using Seesaw for schools, in which case your admin can go in and archive old classes for you. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess there's two two ways to think about this, is that if you're an admin, um, a Seesaw admin for Seesaw for schools, you probably want to let people, like, give them a deadline, like, hey, I'm going to archive any old classes by, you know, June 5th or June 15th or whatever. Um, so that's something to think about as a teacher, I would, you know, I mean, archive it when you're ready. It's kind of at your own disposal. What I would say is that Tate, who's a sixth grader is still, I know, enrolled in like his fourth grade class at Mm. his elementary school. Like I still get posts, like all school messages for him right, and for Annie. So I know that there's still classes out there that are living and breathing, which means he could get back into that. Uh-huh. If you wanted to. So just make sure that you're archiving those old classes kind of like the same thing. Like just keep kids out of them. You don't, you know, don't want them to be able to go back and access into those things, especially if you're not keeping track of what's going on in there. So the admin can like archive in bulk? Yes. Right. Yes, you can. Okay. So you can go in and archive all of your old um, classes. Just like um, from a certain year or something? It's in the overview tab. And then you can just choose archival classes. Okay. Yep. Um, and then there's a date selector. So you would, you know, any classes created before this date would be archived. Um, I mean, if you're still talking about admin, you want to make sure that you re- remove any teachers that are leaving. I would certainly wait maybe until the beginning of the school year to do something like that to give people some time to um, do what they want to do in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, like, when I... One of the things I would suggest is emailing teacher or parents and letting them know that they can download their student's portfolio. I often think about this with my kids is like when, you know, they're seniors in high school, what am I going to have to show? Because we don't send as much stuff home. Yeah. Um, So there might be pictures and stuff that, you know, parents might want to hold on to for their senior party someday or something. Who knows what senior parties will look like by the time we get there. I don't even know. Yeah. They'll be in the metaverse or yeah, something, Yeah, they right? will be in the metaverse, right? We'll have like a virtual reality party or something like that. Yeah. Um, so those would be a couple of things I would think about. Um, other than that, I guess I don't know that there's, there's anything else within there that, I mean – Seesaw, you don't necessarily copy classes or anything like that. Um, everything is in your activity library already, so you just assign it as you need be, like for the start of the school year. But 
What does that parent archive look like? Is it like PDF? Is it like, it is, PDF. Is it just like yeah. a zip file full of pictures and it images is. and yeah. stuff? So unless this has changed, you know, in the last year, I always downloaded um, my kids' Seesaw Activity Library or activities, and they are in a folder in my Google Drive. And the only thing that, of course, you don't get then would be like any video or audio files. So it's just pictures and text and each one is its own page, so it becomes like this really massive journal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but videos and audio, I mean, that is that is what it is. It's not like that stuff is going to be stuff that you're able to probably hold on too much. Maybe that's changed, too. Like, maybe it's still attached to QR codes or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, so lots of pictures in PDF form, so. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, what else we got on here? We got Pear Deck on here too. Oh yeah, okay. So okay. I wasn't sure about uh, what kind of things you could do with Pear Deck, yeah. but I did a little bit of research on that one. And mm-hmm. Pear Deck are recommending two things that you do. Yeah. One is to archive sessions from this year. Yeah. To help keep your sessions page organized and manageable, because you know. Yeah. I know I've done seesaw things. Uh, Pear Deck things yeah. before. Both, right? yes. Uh, I mean, yes, for sure. I know I've done Pear Deck things before and I've just never ended the session. Right. And it's like still live. Yeah. And I go back in there and I'm like, oh, people could still... <laughs> just... Yeah, so yeah. maybe make sure all your sessions are ended. Sure. would be step one. But then yeah, right. archive the ones that you maybe don't need anymore because mm-hmm. it'll make it easier just in the fall when you come back just to like find and yeah. get to the things you want. Yeah. Uh, they also recommended exporting student answers from mm-hmm. Pear Deck sessions into Google Sheets if you need to share them with students or parents or admins at the end of the year. Um, so they have instructions for how to do that, too. Mm-hmm. I guess I've never done that before. Yeah, no, I haven't. I mean, I've exported student answers before, um, but I had never thought about like sending them back to students if they needed them. So that would be Pear Deck? Yeah. Um, oh, this is good, yeah. So we're yeah. kind of moving on to a slightly different uh, part yeah. of uh, wrapping things up, yeah. but maybe cleaning out uh, teacher platforms and things, because I know I will be visiting with some teachers uh, next week Yeah. about Google Takeout. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, some teachers will be leaving the profession, yeah. right. some will be moving to different schools, yeah. and uh, they maybe want to take some of that... Uh, all those things that they created and yeah. made with them. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what's the old boy for here? Well, so this, I mean, I this is maybe not the time for this conversation, but mm-hmm. um, I would say before you do any Google taking outing, um, <laughs> that you might want to also find out from your school district what is considered still your intellectual property and what is the property that belongs to them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe school districts aren't having this conversation. I do think, like, in our work, there mm-hmm. is intellectual property that is involved a lot with what we do. I don't know if school districts are having that conversation or not, but it might be worth the question. If you're creating something on district time yeah. on a district device, right. is it owned by the district or yeah. is it owned by you because yeah. you created that? I don't know. Or is it 50-50? Yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, maybe you're on good terms with your admin and those they yeah. just say, sure, you can take yeah. whatever you want. And but leave it here, too, year, they might but. say. Yeah. yeah, but on the other side of that coin, though, if you're yeah. exporting stuff like student data uh, yeah. in there, mm-hmm. that you know, you've got yeah. test results or all your Google yeah. Classroom scores and yeah. all that stuff. If you export your Google Drive to another 
yeah. Google account or something, it all goes. You, yeah. You, you can really do it selectively, I don't think, in Google Takeout. So. Well, you can go in and clean out your drive before you do Google Takeout, though, right? That would be a good, a good thing to yeah. do. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know, do you really have any right to access that student data no. after you've left the school? No. You know, so... <laughs> My answer is no. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right answer, but I say no. Yeah. Yeah. So with FERPA and everything, you want to yes. make sure you're on the right side of that yeah, and you're you not do. caught with stuff that you don't want yeah. but i know it's a very common thing to do google takeout at the end yeah. of the year so yeah i guess it's good we just bring up these things so that you talk to the right people yeah and, and i think um i actually just had somebody say not in a school district but works for a university and um she said that right now google takeout is disabled for them oh yeah so and i didn't really even know this was a disabled thing or not disabled mm. so if you don't have you know, Google Takeout. You can also do Google Takeout transfer. So you can transfer your stuff to a different school domain. Yes, you can. Or yeah. you can do Takeout where you just download it. So if you're not seeing that or it's not a possibility for you, you might have to ask somebody to turn it on, which I didn't know was a thing. I guess it makes sense that yeah. admin can turn that off if they want to. Yeah. yeah. But something else you could turn on would be your out of office or vacation responder in Gmail. Yay! It's okay. my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I don't know who's really going to be emailing you over the summer, but yeah. if you just want to uh, let people know that uh, you are going to be unavailable <laughs> in the summer indefinitely. months. Indefinitely, yes. Right. <laughs> Maybe not indefinitely. <laughs> no, not indefinitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mindy yeah. is uh, famous for putting yeah. her vacation responder on and saying, oh. contact Jonathan Wiley <laughs> if you need any assistance. Yeah. You have been my emergency contact for years. <laughs> it's my favorite I, thing to I do. I do forget that a lot. <laughs> and then I'll email her sometimes. So I'll come back. I'll say, contact Jonathan Wiley. And I'm, I am Jonathan Wiley. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Yes, that's her little inside joke uh -huh. she has been enjoying for several years now <laughs> inside joke with myself yes and you know what I, I could probably count on one hand or maybe the number of times people have actually contacted me yeah. after your vacation yeah. responder people just look at it and go oh okay I'll talk to you when you get back <laughs> talk to you later yeah yeah it's no problem mm -hmm. yeah all right, so other okay. things to think about maybe yeah. end of the year yeah. um, Google organization oh yeah we're talking about organizing your Google Drive a little bit yeah um I think this is an interesting thing to think about if you've got students that, especially to me, like in elementary or middle school, um, and you're using your Google Drive as, you know, a place to really store your work, mm -hmm. that it's a really great idea that at the end of the school year, you provide some support for those students to get everything kind of reorganized so that they don't have this drive that's completely out of control by the time they're seniors in high school, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good time just to make sure everything's neat and tidy for them so that they first understand how important it is to kind of you know, have some organizational system involved, but also just so they can start fresh in the school year too. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to create a new folder like they're going into fifth grade and create a folder called fourth grade, throw all the fourth grade work in that fourth grade yeah. folder and then just start again with a new one called fifth grade. And, yeah. And go through the year that way, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good ideas. Yeah. Something else, and I think oh, Mindy yeah. put this on I here. Did, yeah. So it uh, came from Matt Miller. Yeah. Um, so I got this in my inbox kind of when you and I first started talking about doing this podcast, and mm -hmm. it's 10 end-of-the-year templates to help students thrive. So it's just different templates that you could use um, in Google Slides that are very reflective. Um, some of them are about planning your summer. Um, so 
you know, I always felt like the end of the year is tough. Like my son has um, three tests on Friday, which I'm assuming are kind of like his finals. Wow. And I'm like, so okay. he's got a whole week of school to, yeah. you know. And I know, I know what it's like. And then you're like, okay, what, are we, what am I going to do with these kids? You know, I've got – so maybe it's a really good time to kind of sit back and reflect a little bit about your school year. Have kids think a little bit about um, – you know, what were some successes? What are some, one of these I really like is my learning awards. What would I give myself an award for um, first place? Mm-hmm. What's second place for me? Like, what did I do really well, but I'm not quite there yet? What's my third place medal for? Yeah. Um, just a different way to think about it. So, um, and also a great time to have kids think about like, what was the best way that I learned this year? Or what really worked for me to kind of put some of those tools in their toolbox for um, next year as well. So I don't know. I just thought there were some other things, things that you wouldn't have to create yourself, which I think at this time of year, everybody's done, like we yeah. said. So yeah. um, just some ideas there that might be, um, you know, a f- way for you to kind of wrap up your school year with your students. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, yeah. it is a, like you said, it's a, it's that last week of school is kind of a weird time is, for yeah. doing things. Yeah. Like, my kids have got like a week left and yeah. my daughter's had to turn in her Chromebook. Yeah. And so she's got no Chromebook for the last week. Yeah, and I'm right. like, okay, what are you going to do for the yeah, last week? Right, but right. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. going to do something, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, another similar resource, I think, mm-hmm. from Richard Byrne this time. Three tools for quickly and easily creating end-of-year slideshow videos. Nice. So if you want to maybe – this could be something you could do in the last week of school. You've yeah. taken pictures throughout the year and you or you've got examples of student work and you want to do some kind of photo slideshow type of thing that yeah. shows a memory of what you learned this year. Mm-hmm. He's suggesting three tools. So we've got the Adobe Creative Cloud Express, uh, which is the world – longest title of yes, anything i think sure it is sure then it is. there's canva mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh, microsoft photos which is built into windows 10 and windows 11 devices so just a nice easy way to um, create things and he's got a video for each of those three tools if you want to go and watch and uh, share them with your students and show them how they can create end of your slideshows and last but not least, um, this is the time of the year when uh, graduation oh, yeah. is uh, yeah. underway uh-huh. for different things. So I saw some discussion recently on teachers about this on Twitter, mm-hmm. and people were talking about, you know, how it's always this kind of cliche where people who don't really interact with these students very often are calling them up on stage and they butcher their names by not pronouncing them correctly. So how can you get around things like that? So I saw one school that was uh, setting up a Flipgrid to all their students and getting them to record their name and that, that's all they had to do on their reply and their mm-hmm. response so that, you know, somebody who was reading out their names later could go back and play those and go, yeah. okay, so that's how you pronounce yeah. that one. Okay, that one makes sense. And yep. some are going to be very obvious, but some are going to be less obvious. Mm-hmm. And there's another school I saw that's using um, a bit of a tight nugget, this one, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's called Name Coach. Okay. And uh, basically, it's an artificial intelligence tool that um, will be able to pronounce anybody's name correctly. Uh, the right way so mm, I'm um, going to try that on my last name yeah that would be interesting mm-hmm. right um, so there you go different services and tools that out there that you could do just to honor your students and yeah. uh, you know for their last time that they're going to have a, 
uh, some kind of relationship or impact with the school. Yeah. If you're standing up there and not even saying their name right, yeah. then it's not a good look, really, yeah, is it's it? it's not a good look. Um, I did, Gina Rogers was talking about uh, one of our school districts is doing something like this, but they're doing it at the beginning of the school year so that, and kind of like a, like a flip chart, so mm-hmm. to help teachers recognize students' faces, but also saying their name correctly, too. Oh, so. yeah, get, get yeah. to know your students yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and say their names properly yeah. instead of saying their name wrong the whole year. <laughs> yeah, right, or having to, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. For sure. My problem was always just saying the wrong name to students. I always got my students mixed up. And I'm even doing the same now. I'm coaching Little League Soccer. And yeah, uh, yeah I call Whatever your name is. You, Colton, you. Connor. Yeah. Start with a C. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. So up next, my favorite part of the show is Tech Nuggets. Mindy's favorite my part favorite of the show. My favorite part of the show. All right. Okay. So... Who's first? Um, I'll I'll go I'll go first. So I tried to think of things. Um, I know at the end of the school year, I often tried to send out resources to um, parents of things that students could do, and so I was trying to find something that I was like something that maybe no one had heard of before. Okay. And I happened to find this um, YouTube. I don't know. It's like a curation of videos, but I think they're also creating them. It's called Crash Course. And, you know, my kids spend a ton of time on YouTube, um, more than I'd like to admit probably. Anyway, it's um, a whole bunch of different playlists around different topics. Um, One of them is zoology. One of them is Black American history. One of them is outbreak science. Lots of different just videos that students, kids, Hmm. your kids could watch. World mythology. Um, that might be might provide some learning over the summer as opposed to the brainless scrolling that I know my children are doing. So um, thought it was a spot that you could send kids to watch some of these videos. So I like it. Some yeah. educational YouTube videos. Yeah. Although I will say, as with anything, always good to preview <laughs> videos <laughs> before you send kids anywhere. Make sure that you're on board. Okay? Sounds good. Okay. All right, first one I'm going to do is a really unusual tool. I had never even imagined you could do something like this before, but it makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. in this world of artificial intelligence that we are wading knee-deep into. Okay. Uh, The tool is called Textomap, which is a beta tool right now. Mm -hmm. But kind of interestingly, what it does is you paste or you type some text into a text field. Okay. And then you hit generate. And what it will do is it will scan through the text for like uh, places of interest. And it will mark them on a map next to your text. Hmm. So, I mean, if you were looking at maybe um, a country or a city or something, and you, uh, it's talking about different places where. they filmed movies or books or yeah. stories and things. Huh. You can paste all that into one side, and on the other side, it gives you kind of an interactive kind of Google map with pins showing all the locations of all the places. Well, that's kind of fun. So, I don't know, if you're talking about, you know, maybe all the places you went to when you traveled somewhere, yeah. and then you can see we went here, and we saw this, and this place, and then that place, yeah. and it puts all these pins in a map for you. So Even just like those traditional, like, state projects that I feel like most yeah. kids have have to do in elementary school or something mm-hmm. that it could be like uh you could create your own tour the capital like, is yeah, this right. and mm-hmm. you know 
know, yeah. all the rest. And yeah, it would show alongside it. So, all right. Interesting. I, I did uh, email the uh, creator at one point. I said, this all looks really fun and cool, but it'd be great if you could like share your, you know, created map. And he said, yes, it's on the roadmap. It's oh. coming. We're going to do it. So, nice. Textomap.com. Just slipping into the DMs, huh? Yes. <laughs> That's the way I operate. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My last one um, is called Activity Hero. And I really, to be honest, don't know how I came across this, but um, it is a place that you can go. You put in your city and you do have to create an account, I'm afraid, but it's free. Um, so you put in your city and then it it lists all of the, not all, but quite a few activities that your students could, in, your kids could enroll in over the summer. So okay. there might be um, like sports camps. There might be um, crafting things. Like there was some stuff in there to like go and like paint rocks or something like that. So um, if you're looking for activities to get your kids outside or moving, um, you can, you know, use this website to kind of find maybe some ideas of things to do. There are also the options of like an on-demand, which I believe um, is just like stuff, like videos and stuff that kids can watch and then go do the thing. Um, there's also live online. And I didn't see any of those when I was looking just here in Cedar Rapids. Um, but yeah, so it might be a place to go and look to see like if there's just something going on that you could, you know, get your kid to a camp or something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I just searched for Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and found yeah. a bunch of places on yeah. here. So and stuff I hadn't necessarily heard. I mean, some of this, and and the other good thing is, is some of it was stuff I had heard of. So I was yeah. like, oh, good, it's pulling stuff that I know actually exists out there. But there here are some other things that I didn't know about. So I thought it was reliable then. Yeah, and they're they're pulling it from places like you know, there's a couple of events they've got going on at Michaels, there's yeah. one at JC Penny, you know, yeah. things like that you wouldn't probably hear about yeah, unless right. you were in those stores a lot, yeah. I guess. And so. Michaels really is a great like they do a ton of kids' mm-hmm. workshops and stuff. Um, our grocery store at Hy-Vee used to, and actually I don't know, maybe they're not doing it anymore because of COVID, but they do a lot of like cooking classes for kids and stuff like that. Mm. So if you look up some of those things, hopefully they're being pulled into this yeah. database too. Another place I've been to with my kids is Home Depot. Oh, yes. They have like these little kits that yeah. you can build with and them and they have doing them with mini again. hammers yeah. and things. Uh-huh. And- yeah. Yeah. I just heard on the radio that they were back to doing that. They must have stopped during COVID, but that they're yeah. back to doing those. And that was fantastic. Those super fun. fun little morning to go and spend with the kids for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My last tech nugget okay. is uh, from friend of the show, Katie Wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Who was on recently, our, our music expert. Yeah. Um, so she tweeted out an extension called Pocket Tube. Okay which is actually developed in conjunction with YouTube. So okay. it lets you customize your YouTube viewing experience a little bit. And the thing I like most about it, I guess, or the thing that this uh, teacher that she saw was using it for, was the ability to group together your subscriptions in YouTube. 
So, you know, when you start subscribing to channels on YouTube, it just lists them all in order from A to Z, all the mm -hmm. way down the page. And you have to scroll, scroll, scroll sometimes yeah. to find exactly the right one you want. But yeah. this will let you group them by like sport or technology or favorites. And okay. you can you can choose whatever you're, you want your groups to look like. So you could sort them by, you know, algebra subscriptions or, you know, uh, geometry subscriptions, whatever sure. the channels are that you follow. So, um, well, algebra, algebra and geometry, which you pulled out there, huh? That's the one that I pulled out. Math seems to be my go-to for some reason. I, don't I love know. it. It's not you be... know that algebra YouTube video playlist yeah, channel? Yeah. Yeah. I, I need more of those because my daughter comes home with her algebra and oh, I sit boy. there staring yeah. at one question for yeah. 30 minutes thinking, what is this? What I have no idea what's going on. Okay, yeah. I feel like just calling you guys or you know, Jason Marshall used to be a math teacher, didn't he? But, I think he showed a lot of videos. Yeah. I think I might too. Um, so ways to unsubscribe in bulk from channels as well oh. to um, set up notifications by group so you don't miss any videos just ways to customize the layout and the way things look on uh, YouTube nice. um, different filters and things you don't okay. normally get so pocket tube is a uh, is a good one I think worth checking out thanks Katie mm-hmm so our podcasting uh, hiatus is on the horizon. It we is. We are almost ready for our annual summer break. Yeah. Um, but we have one more episode scheduled before we break for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it's probably an important one it that you is. want to listen yeah, to. for sure. So we got some news we want to share with you. Yep. Um, but on that cliffhanger, <laughs> we will leave it for this episode and say until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot.